Aloha and welcome to Abe's Ukulele Podcast. I'm your host, and I'm so excited to welcome you to the very first ukulele podcast. What is this ukulele podcast? Well, I really love ukulele, and I decided I'd like to talk about it more and share it more. So that's why I'm here. Most of the time, this podcast will just be me talking about news related to the ukulele, festivals, artists, music, instruments, all kinds of things. Sometimes I might get someone else on the show and we'll talk about ukulele. Probably more specific things, but if you are a player or a teacher of ukulele, I think this might interest you. So, of course, I'd like to thank you for joining me and giving me this opportunity to talk your ear off. (laughs) So, that's a little bit about what you can expect in this podcast. Today, I just want to talk a little bit about instruction and how I started with ukulele and what I think are good first steps on ukulele. For myself, I've played music for a very long time, a little bit of piano, a lot of choir, a little bit of guitar, and uh, I actually went to college and studied keyboard percussion, so marimbas and xylophones. I took a little bit of other percussion, and it was a lot of fun. But there was something about it that left me wanting more. The instruments themselves are quite large, not easy to move around. They sound incredible, though. So I stuck with it. I really loved it. Sometime after college, I got my own ukulele. And at that point, it was more of a joke. It was kind of the gimmicky, take it to the campfire, strum some chords, and it sounded all right. I believe it was a Makala concert. Mahogany. It was great. It didn't really resonate with me, though. Eventually, I did some research because I was curious to see if I could use ukulele as a teaching tool, and I found out that there is this program that I've been in for the past three years called the James Hill Ukulele Initiative. And it's a really great program to take ukuleles and use them as music literacy teaching tools. So I decided to jump into that and start teaching it. And I really love it. Although it can be tough for my students sometimes, I think it takes the ukulele and really brings out its full potential as an instrument. It lets students really experience music, and it's much smaller, much cheaper, and much more forgiving than any other instrument I've used so far. That's not to say they're all bad. Guitars are great. Pianos are great. Recorders definitely have their place, but the ukulele is just fantastic. I really think every student should be learning ukulele. So there's a good chance you are an ukulele teacher or an ukulele player, and I don't need to sell you on the idea. But that's just a little bit about me and what sold me on it. So just to wrap up this short introductory episode, I wanted to talk a little bit about how to start teaching and what 
kind of instruments would be good for beginning students. So as a teacher of third through eighth grade in a classroom, it's definitely helpful to have the same instrument. And one of the most important things getting the students started is, of course, you want them to safely handle the instruments. That is very important. You don't want them dropping them all the time or hitting each other and things like that. And then you just want to get them making music as soon as possible. Hopefully after the first lesson they will know some song, either Mary Had a Little Lamb or Twinkle Twinkle Little Star, something simple that they know, no matter what age. As long as they can play something right away, they will be hooked. And uh, it's really empowering to be able to play something right away. There are so many resources online, and the James Hill Method also has just such an easy way to jump right in and just get playing. If you're teaching one student at a time, it's very easy to demonstrate what you're playing and what you're asking them to play. But if you're in a classroom, it's a little bit harder. Most likely, you will be standing up, and you might have to walk around a lot. But when you're teaching in a classroom, try to identify the more advanced students, the ones that are picking it up more quickly, and try to rely on them to help the other students around them if they're having trouble. Because as a teacher, you can't be everywhere at once. And there will be many times where many of the students need you right now. <laughs> They'll all need your attention, and you just can't be there all the time. So you just need your patience, and you need the students to also help teach. It's definitely not ideal, but you know the teachers can learn from the students, and the students can learn from each other. And it's a beautiful family atmosphere that will be cultivated. And if you've played ukulele for a while, you'll know that ukulele players are quite an amazing family to be a part of. So when you're getting an instrument for your student or for yourself as a beginner, there's some important things that you have to be aware of. If you just want to keep it simple, stick with the brands that are very trustworthy and they have a reputation to back them up. Of course, Kala is a name that is mentioned a lot and Makala, but those are not the only ones. You could get a Cordoba or an Ohana, and I could go on and on. But if you want to keep it simple, just go with a Kala or a Makala. The main area that is concerning is any ukuleles under $100. Those are the ones that you really have to watch out for. They could have sharp frets, tuners that don't stay in tune, can have cheap paint jobs that chip away easily, or any paint job at all. Personally, I think it looks tacky, but a lot of kids love the designs and colors that you can get that aren't just plain old wood. So if you are trying to judge one of these beginner instruments for yourself, the things that you really have to look out for are the playability and if they stay in tune. So. Hopefully you can play it yourself and you can see what it really feels like and how easy it is to tune. I would stay away from things that 
have tuning pegs that are not geared if they're super cheap because they probably will be super cheap um, if they have geared tuners they are much more likely to stay in tune which for a beginner might not seem like a big deal but it is quite a big deal I always tell my students if it's out of tune almost everything you do will sound bad and then there's almost no satisfaction from the music you're making unless of course that's the music you want to make <laughs> I don't know but anyway with these instruments you have to make sure that they feel good to play um, sometimes the fretboard itself will have things sticking out of it and the paint will start to rub off onto your fingers that's a little harder to judge right away from a glance but those are the things to be aware of the frets the tuning just how it feels to play you don't exactly need to check the intonation up the neck on a cheaper instrument if it's for a beginner it probably will be bad and that's okay most beginners don't need to go way up the fretboard they're still getting used to feeling the actual instrument and so on and so forth well that's going to do it for me today thank you so much for joining me on this first podcast i hope it was valuable for you and you got something out of it if there's anything that you would like me to talk about in the future please let me know if you enjoyed this please give me a review on itunes and for our next podcast i will be sitting down with james hill in a short little interview so i hope you check that out thanks again for joining me and have a great day Ooh,